1: And welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Winger. That is Tita Moylan.
2: We're working in 3D. And
1: that is Maddie Mass at John Boy HQ, our pilot, our captain.
2: How long has it been since you've been in the, in the studio for a recording? How long has it been since you've recorded oh. Farm to Fame in the studio?
0: I think it was like episode like six we did. Damn.
2: Been a really it like, long time. it's been a really long time that's why i said it you acted like i i thought i got it wrong because you were like what see last week bro
1: i want to see no. your sweater
0: oh it's uh it's 3d time. cotton ball mm. fuzzy <laughs> and then uh i told you we work on 3d sack down here also what? also 3d
1: like it can you stand up
0: there's a sand don't show your actual sack maddie please Nope this this one not sponsored by Roman, a <laughs> Santa sack.
1: Oh, wow, pockets! So you it, can it, put stuff in, in there.
0: Um, it's it's fake, but
1: oh,
2: you could make it real, I think. And also, I could, I could. I feel like that could be a nice little uh, camouflage of a colostomy bag if you wanted to.
0: <laughs> if any of you ever come across that point in your life, let me know. I'll send you this way. Okay. <laughs> <Thank probably.
1: you. laughs> Well, my sweatshirt. Thanks for asking. Is um, Joe Burrow after LSU won the national championship, smoking a cigar in the locker room area? But it is orange because I went to the Bengals game this weekend and we cheered for Joe Burrow. How was that? It was so fun. We went and visited my friend Kelsey who works with the Bengals. And
2: Look, looks cold.
1: It actually was. Uh, Kelsey was telling us in Cincinnati that time of year, like it's never been that warm. The game was like 60 and we were in puffer jackets and beanies. Like I had to take my puffer jacket off. Um, but yeah, we had a really good time. My friend Sam and Meredith went and uh, we cheered for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They lost, but Joe Burrow had a rushing touchdown and we absolutely lost it. And that's quite frankly, was enough for me, you know?
2: Can we officially call Joe Burrow the friend of the pod now or?
1: um like a medium friend a medium
2: okay I like because like, he's never
1: acknowledged like my existence in any way shape or form but
2: when does that stuff does
1: i wore a pin and i wore his face so i feel like i was a pretty wore an lsu pen i felt that said in joe we in Burrow, we trust
2: mm, Spelt differently right Spelt like yep, the spelled a u
1: x. so that was fun that was fun
2: those New orleans folks, they can add an E-U-O-E. They can Ooh. add the X to everything.
1: Yeah. Letters are yep. hard. How's Australia?
2: Dude. It's great. Uh, it's been frame. raining a lot. It's been hot a lot. I haven't managed to play golf yet, which is disappointing. I tried to play yesterday and the Yo, weather. was was it
1: summer there?
2: Oh, yeah. It's coming kind of into summer. I right
1: totally it. forgot you guys are like opposite seasons. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So you are a snowbird.
2: Double summer, baby! Wow, have have been for fifteen years.
1: Do you not like cold weather at all?
2: It's not even about. It's not even a choice. Like it's uh, it's just happened to be that way. If I was a winter sport guy, I'd spend two winters. But I'm a summer sport guy, and I just get lucky, and I get to come down here for summer, and I get go home for summer. So you'd think I'd have more of a tan, but um
1: yeah. What do
2: you mean? Yeah, you don't look very tan right now. Well, the lighting's not very. very I don't know. Just, I'm not in my studio. So, I don't know. Just, I'm all embarrassed
1: now. Well, totally forgot that y'all were opposite seasons than us. Also, I was just looking on my Twitter. Did y'all watch the Patriots Bills games game last night? Mac Jones finished two of three passing.
0: (laughs) I saw the
2: stat this morning. I saw that because they had a little thing of complete and incomplete passes, and it was two green dots and a brown one. I was like, really? In the first five minutes no the whole game
1: yes did you see the post-game press conference
2: yes with the questions and the, yeah well yeah. the
1: question like you you can ask a question but like phrase it like phrase right. it correctly and respectfully like don't I, I would be so humiliated if I was that reporter um but anyway let's talk about some baseball no
2: Nah. is there, is there anything so there is stuff to talk about
1: did we talk about the lockout at all last week, or did we tape before it officially happened?
0: We taped wow. before, and we kind of said, by the time you're listening to this, we could be locked out.
1: Well, we are. We we are locked out.
0: Yeah, it's official.
1: So... Today, we want to talk about the Rule 5 draft just because it would be happening. That Minor League Rule 5 draft is happening tomorrow. That's going to be the bulk of the episode, but we want to touch base on the lockout first just because that's the biggest news around um, baseball. So, Peter, how would you give a brief explanation to people? How would you explain what's going on?
2: I think Jimmy said it perfectly the other other day when he said that it's not... the, The main reason for this lockout is not for the big contracts that you've seen, and that MLB is going to be putting in front of everyone's face. Look how much money we're spending. This, that, and the other. It's it's about the it's about the medium level free agents and the guys like me who were minor league invites with a chance to make the team. Getting these guys a little bit more uh, more, more more money for their worth. I had to spend, legitimately spend and think about what my contract total was gonna be because I could not put my total above, a much much above what a minor league or what the big league minimum was because when it came to making a move, if it was between me making $3 million and a rookie making 500,000 in a team that's not trying to compete and win, it's a simple move. So it pushes out the veteran guys that can add more than just, hey, he might be able to get us some innings. You know, yeah. the clubhouse presence, the experience, the, the I don't want to call it nurturing, but it's, you know, you you help these younger guys out. And without that senior person to go to and ask advice for, then the team doesn't get any better. And it, it's like it, we're, we're missing, that. Uh, there's a generation of baseball players that are missing that impact. And it's... Um, There's there's guys there's guys that have been forced out. I'm not one of them. Look, I legitimately had all my. I was 40 years old when I retired, so I was done, right? But there are many, many guys that have been forced out of this game um, because of the the lack of competing. I guess you'd say from from half the league, and and that's the issue. The issue is you cannot get rewarded for losing, and teams are getting rewarded for losing right now, and that's the frustrating part as a player. That's the frustrating part.
1: That was a really good explanation. I really, I loved that you worked yourself into it because <laughs> that helped me. No, that actually like helped me like visualize yeah. it a lot more.
2: Good, but that's true. Like I, I sent someone a message yesterday. I said, "Look, I'm effectively the poster child for what they're trying to improve because yeah. you know i i had a I had thirteen seasons that I pitched in the big leagues. I got nine years of service time in the major leagues. Three time
1: career ERA
2: and. I, I had to sign seven minor league deals in a row and fight for an opportunity to make the team. And look, I get it. My injury history didn't help me. I understand that. But the other issue is, is that I could have peaked in my career in the first five years, which were the years that I was completely under team control. So I had no chance to use my, the years that I've already put in the bank. I couldn't even go, well, this is what I've done for you already. Why shouldn't I get paid for this? It's no, no, no. These are the six years we control you. You can't. It doesn't matter what you do. You can go in the MVP and the Cy Young. We're still going to pay you minimum for the first three years. You see where that doesn't make sense? Why should the team get the value of an MVP and pay them like a rookie?
1: Yeah.
2: It's as simple as that. There's no other occupation in the world where you don't get paid based on the performance you put on the field. If you're doing a great job, then you should get paid based on that great job.
1: In that explanation, I mean... You look at somebody who wins rookie of the year. I don't necessarily want to use Randy or Rosa. Uh, let's go back to when Acuna.
2: Shohei Otani, what's his wage this year?
1: So, but is Otani signed? Isn't he signed to an actual contract? Yeah, but it's not a very good one. Well, okay. My point is just, are you saying that when a, in a rookie year, you're making the league minimum, I think that's 550. Mm. And you think and in an Acuna type, he gave you a, 15 million dollar that's what it was worth season but he's only making 550 is that the issue that you're talking about So
2: then the next year he should get compensated for what he did the year before i'm not saying you could pre-compensate these guys based on what they could do i'm saying you have already shown that you can perform at this level you've already proved that you are really good you've proved your worth you should not be getting paid league minimum the year after you've just done that on the field. There should be a way where you should be able to get compensated for what you did for that team last year because that team control means that they control everything. They control legitimately. You don't make free agent money until the seventh year in the league. Yeah. Why? You could peak. Most guys peak. I came into the league at 27. So by the time I reach free agency, I'm 35.
1: Crazy, yeah.
2: So I don't get a chance to make any money.
1: Tell me can walk me through the teams that you I, we've talked about the teams you played for, but like the years that you' were, throughout your career. Who'd you start with? the Braves?
2: 1996, I signed with the Minnesota Twins and I spent three years in the minor leagues and then I got released. 2006, okay. I then signed with the Braves as a minor league free agent. I was called up that year to the Ooh. big leagues. So did that you started... get up to
1: the big leagues with the twins at all? No. Oh wow. Okay. So
2: so that started my clock, right? Okay. Then there's all these different, you know, there's the options where they can send you down as many times as they want for three years in a row. That's brutal. I got I got sent up and down six times my first year. There's been guys that have been up and down nine times this year with the taxi squads. It's even worse. Yeah. Like that's that's wreaking havoc on people. Um, and then I was with the Braves through two years of arbitration. And then from after my second year arbitration, I legitimately signed uh, minor league deals with an invite to spring training. From that point on, with the Royals, Dodgers, back with the Braves twice. I never got a. I never got. A, well, the last contract I signed with the Braves was a non-guaranteed major league contract, so I still had to basically go in there and prove that I wasn't hurt, make the team, and then yeah, it's. So, so you it's,
1: think it was your injury history. An age. Like the biggest, was the biggest factor in you not getting. And
2: the shift. So the shift, um, someone, someone who had my.
1: Into sidearming?
2: No, it's not even sidearming. Just just right-handed relievers in general.
1: No, but you said, th- what are you talking about the shift?
2: The shift in the mentality of guys paying
1: okay. players.
2: Okay. Like, like the shift in relievers. Like the value of a reliever like me went way down yeah. when the value of a rookie and the fact that there wasn't 30 teams competing. So if there's 30 teams competing, all 30 teams would want a guy like me to come in and get a grand ball in a crucial situation. If there's only 14 teams competing, then only 14 teams need that guy. If you're not trying to win the World Series, you don't need a guy to come in and get you out of a jam. You don't really care if you get out of that jam. You're just trying to get through the game and compete, right? You're just trying to get through nine innings.
1: And that's why the players are fighting to raise the minimum Correct. team spending. But that's it. Correct. It's at $4 million right now is the current minimum. Is that yeah. what I saw in an MLB Network graphic? I don't, think
2: there, I don't even think there is a minimum.
1: It said that it was breaking down like what each side wants. And it was saying that the players want the league, the, the team minimum salary to go from 4 million to 214 million. And I was like, there is no way 4 million... Like, what?
2: Well, like two hundred and fourteen would mean that, that you're in the luxury tax, though.
1: Yeah, I. That's what the graphic on MLB Network said, and I was. Right. I've been thinking about it ever since because I was like.
2: So the four. Let, let me are, work out uh, it.
1: That's a big difference. The
2: very minimum you could pay eighteen. Let's say five fifty times twenty six equals fourteen million three hundred thousand is the very least you can fill a whole team, and there's teams that are spending thirty five million. Jeez. So
1: Jeez.
2: Right. That's the very minimum that you can get on the field is 14,300,000 and there are teams that are spending just over half just over double that and they're putting a team together and they're saying oh no no we're trying.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah.
2: So then it becomes the tanking thing, right? So then the other issue is the tanking. And that, and that is the, something that we are trying to fight so hard against because this whole thing, like, it's, it just it brings the value of the league down because yeah. you just, you know, you can go into Detroit and it's just, it's going to be like, oh, we're, we're facing the AAA team. We're, we're going into Baltimore. We're not facing, like, it's, there's, it's just, yes, there are times, and this is the argument that they're going to make. There are times when those teams will beat the better teams, but it's just because it's baseball and you can yeah. have one starting pitcher that has a bad day. Over the course of 162, that's the reason why they lose 100 games. That's the reason why we're sitting there watching these embarrassing products on the field that these GMs and owners are expecting people to pay money for, but they don't care if they do or not because they already get $60 million before they have even sold a ticket. Mm-hmm. So how do you not justify spending at least what you've been given in TV rights for showing the product that is the players? You don't get that TV deal unless the players are on the field. And we don't yeah. get to play unless the owners have got a team. So it's the what came first, the chicken or the egg. So it's, mm. there's value in both sides. There's value in both arguments. They just need to stop being seven-year-olds and mm. agree on the 95% that they already agree on and work out the other 5% and just get this thing done because it's brutal.
1: Oh, man, Pete, you feel better? That was I really good. good.
2: And it's only 7 13 in the morning, guys. Let's like, go, don't, baby. Don't get, me, don't get day, me fired up.
1: all day. Wow. Do you think the season's going to begin on time?
2: I hope so. I think it, it would be almost a criminal act if they can't get this done before. If there's any missed baseball games, look, they're already doing damage because of the argument that's going to be seen in the public view. But I think as long as we don't lose any of next year, I think it'll be fine. The minute the the word strike comes up, then i think we lose a lot of a lot of fans and i don't think that they can allow that to happen
1: yeah i think it was jimmy on the most recent talking baseball episode explained it how he thinks that games are going to be delayed a little bit because he thinks that both sides are thinking that the other side's going to budge and neither right. of neither side's going to budge so these two sides are waiting for February 1 to, to think that the other side's going to budge and then they're both just going to like...
2: And I understand that that may have been a thing that would have happened 10 years ago, but because of way the way that MLB has manipulated free agency over the last 10 years and made players wait and panic for the last minute, you, know, you see guys signing January, February, March, April... Yeah to big league contracts because they think the players are going to panic. They've played that card already and we didn't panic. We don't panic. So we're willing to wait this thing out. Guys are getting themselves ready as ready as they've been in years past. They're not going to be underdone. They're two weeks away from being ready to go. This is, that's how it's going to be. Whether they say that the season starts April 5th or whether they say it's going to be April 20th, the players will be ready.
1: Are you thinking that, like right now, there's supposed to be no contact between tw- teams and players. But do you sure. really think that there, are, that coaches and trainers aren't texting players?
2: Let me just put it to you this way: Are you telling me that as of December 1st at midnight, the Braves cut off all communication with Mike Soroka?
1: Yeah, that's what I've been. Because I don't know how they would even monitor that.
2: So it's going to have to. There's going to have to be de- deals done in place with local rehab facilities where the Braves trainers will go in there and probably train them at a place not the field yeah because that's the that's the thing that that like is really frustrating is if it's just well sorry guys we can't do much now
1: yeah if a player's rehabbing trying to come back from injury and all of a sudden his trainer's taken away and all communication with him it just I was like I'm sure they're still just like texting it's not like they're checking all of their phone records but
2: I mean, I would, I would assume, I don't know because I've never been in a situation where I've been in a lockout before, but I would assume that trainers are still able to communicate with players who are rehabbing. Otherwise, I mean, what are we doing?
1: I mean, I've seen players tweet about that. Like, I don't think that that's allowed, but I think it's probably still happening. And I I think it should still be happening, but I've seen players like tweet about, okay, so I just got Tommy John and I'm trying to come back from injury and you're just going to take my lifeline away from me like the people who know my body and have been helping me get through this injury like you're just going to take them away like what am i supposed to do exactly i also feel like i just need to point out i know this doesn't say farm to fame i didn't change it i also do shows for fanatics and this was my last show so sorry um gosh golly gee whiz there was something else i was uh, While you
2: think about it, I'm going to go open up this door real quick because it's beautiful outside. I don't want some I'll fresh air that for
1: you. What was I about to bring up?
0: Two hours later,
1: we have opened Peter's door, so you are currently hearing real-life nature sounds from Australia.
2: Would you prefer that I shut the door?
1: No, okay. I love it. I feel like we're just in the I illness. do too.
2: I can like turn my seat around and we can look at the, no. let's talk baseball.
1: But you know what? We're never working in the elements with John Boy Media because we have seriously loved working for this company and they work nonstop. Jimmy and Jake are like the biggest grinders I've ever met. And because Mm -hmm. of that, we have a quick favor to ask you guys. So we know that John Boy Media wouldn't be what it is without the insane support that the company Has received. Like they have just blown up um, this season and it's been amazing. But we want to make sure that your experience as an audience member is the best that it can be. And I feel like they've done a great job with that from the start. But we want to make sure as we continue to grow that uh, we're growing in the way that our audience wants us to grow. So we want to give you guys an opportunity to share some of that feedback with us through an anonymous survey. And it's going to be found in the description of this episode. Um, and if you do submit a survey, they're gonna give you 20% off discount code to the John Boy Media store, um, just as a thank you. It's gonna take you less than five minutes, but it would really, really, really help the company. So if you've enjoyed any part of John Boy Media, whether it's from to Fame, whether it's talking baseball, any any of Talking Yanks, anything that, that you listen to, if you have enjoyed it and you have five minutes before you go to bed tonight or at any point, just go to the description. Um, in our bio, because it would help us out tremendously. And we're trying to benefit mm-hmm. you, you know? Um, so yeah, the link will be in our description, anonymous survey, if you do it 20% off, and it would help us. That's, That's awesome. all you got to do, click the link. Yeah, you do. Um, so rule five draft, the <sighs> minor league portion is happening tomorrow. The, May, the MLB rule five draft because of the lockout is not happening and it's supposed to probably happen after the lockout ends. We just talked about that. So we'll see what plays out um, with that. But the interesting thing about the rule five draft this year, if it were happening on the major league side, but still for it to be happening on the minor league side is this is expected to be one of the most loaded rule five drafts that we've ever seen because of the 2020 season being canceled. So you have essentially two two different classes that are would be in this rule five draft this year because with the year off so many players development was delayed Mm. and so many have are still kind of in that in between and teams are having to make these really really difficult decisions with Mm. even less information than they would normally have so we're going to see more guys more talent not protected uh just because teams don't really know what they have with a lot of these guys yet so it's very interesting and it i hate that the rule five draft on the major league side um, is put off but Mm. each year at the winter meetings this is when this takes on this is when it goes on followed by the minor league draft so teams would would go in reverse order of the standings and they can select a player if they have room on their 40 man um, and if it's the minor league rule five, if they have space on their 38 man triple A roster. Hmm. So where I get a little confused and me too, if the player is selected in the major league side of things, mm-hmm. he has to be kept on the big league roster for the entire season. Correct. And if a player is selected, the new team has to pay the old team $100,000, which like whatever, chump change.
2: And did you know that if the player gets sent back, they go back with money as well?
1: Yeah, their old team has to pay 50 grand, right?
2: The new team paid 100 grand to get him. Yeah. If they don't keep him, they got to get 50 grand. They get 50 grand back.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: it's a $50,000 investment to see if
1: this guy can stick. Yeah. So in the minor league portion, there are no restrictions placed on the AAA roster as a procedural move, and they can be moved to any minor league level. Okay. So that's like the basis of the rule five draft. It happens around this time every year It coincides with the winter meetings. Uh, this is when you see teams putting, yes.
2: Can I get the official wording of how they, they word the, the rule five draft.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For any pro who signed their initial contract as an 18-year-old or younger, that player becomes eligible for the Rule Ro- 5 draft after their fifth professional season. Okay. So 18 or younger after your fifth professional season. Any player who initially signed at 19 or older is eligible after their fourth professional season.
0: Got
1: it. Does that make sense?
2: It does, but the, the, again, this is a, the intricacies of these rules just make it almost impossible for for unless you're in every single day and this is your job like it's just so hard to to wrap your head around it
1: yeah so you have the the player has to be rule five eligible and this is whenever you see teams putting these younger guys on their 40 man to protect them from being taken in the rule five draft and if they are not placed on the 40 man then any team can steal them as long as said team has room on their 40man roster great okay do, do you do you have any like significant stories from your career where like you're a member of rule five situation
2: yeah the only the only real one that I've uh, is is Dan Ugler from the big league side mm-hmm. is Dan Ugler when Dan Ugler was rule five from Arizona to the marlins that might have been the best rule five pickup of all time especially what he did in the marlins especially what he did against the braves especially like so that for me was like oh, okay so there's some value in the rule five but there's been the history of, of other other big ones as well obviously yeah. uh roberto clemente was one of them but i mean we we don't need to get it's just it's it happens so often that you only hear about the ones that really take off yeah this i mean i don't know what what the history is but there's got to be 20 or 30 of these moves made every year right
1: well i think what i more more. i think what i appreciate most about the rule five and why i love the rule five is this stops teams from burying super talented guys in their minor league system and it gives players who deserve a chance that are stuck in an organization a potential chance to get a chance how many times can i say chance in 15 seconds eight seven um it just gives them an opportunity to showcase their talent and another organization um so I love that side of it
2: I do too and I think that makes perfect sense I think it's 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 an opportunity you're absolutely right but there are still going to be cases where guys are stuck behind like uh Ryan Howard stuck behind Jim Tomei or yeah. you know there's going to be those situations anyway um Ryan Howard ended up having an okay career so I'm sure that's fine <laughs> but Yeah, uh, I I do love it. And you get to see the likes. Who knows what would have happened with Dan Ugla had he been stuck in Arizona for the rest of his career?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've kind of touched on the the MLB side of things. Uh, We've mentioned Dan Ugla. and Santana is kind of known as a big Rule 5 pick, obviously went on to win a Cy Young. But even recently, Akil Badu was selected Rule 5 last year.
1: guy.
0: Garrett Whitlock was selected by the Red Sox from the Yankees last year. Both of those guys obviously have to spend their whole 2021 season on the 26 man roster. And obviously, both were extremely productive rookies for yeah. the Tigers and the Red Sox. So there's definitely value in the Rule 5 draft. Um, now, that is where we are speaking about the MLB portion, which, like we said, is. That's not going to happen.
1: Uh- before we go to the minor league part, I, I would like to just say the names that were added this November so it can put kind of it into um, just put some faces to names and people can gauge like what, you know, what we've, kind of we've, we've,
2: almost, we've almost talked about every single one of these guys this year. So it yeah. kind of makes, makes uh, even better too.
1: So the notable prospects who were added to the 40 man this November to be protected from what was supposed to be the Rule Five draft this week. Julio Rodriguez, who we're probably going to see up with the Mariners next year at some point, MJ mm. Melendez and Nick Prado with Kansas City, Hunter Green with Cincinnati, Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore with the Padres, Jeter Downs, Holy Smokes with Boston, Nick Allen with Oakland, he also played for Team USA, Drew Waters, Braves fans, um, Rob. Murillo for the Mets, D.L. Hall for Baltimore. So these are all names that we've talked about this year. They're all big prospects, but those are the kind of guys that teams are putting on their 40-man to make sure they're protected and staying in that organization. So that means that the minor league Rule 5 draft focuses on players outside of the top 78 um, because you also have the 38 men who are on your AAA roster who would not be eligible, correct?
0: Correct. Yeah. And that's why you don't get the Akil Badus every year out of the minor league portion just because virtually you're selecting the 79th most valuable player in a team's organization and back the 80th Mm. most valuable. So it's less likely that somebody who's spent five years in the minors and is only the 85th most valuable player in an organization, it's just less likely that in years six, seven, and eight, that they're going to all of a sudden blossom. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it's impossible. We do have some examples which we'll touch on, uh, but that's that's kind of the difference. Where the MLB portion is just looking at the forty-man roster protection. Tech in the if we were just looking at the MLB draft, okay, the people on the AAA roster are not protected. So. Okay. To take one example that we'll touch on later, somebody like the Marlins, Griffin Conine, who we've talked about a lot this season, he's not on the 40-man roster for the Marlins. So he could be taken in the MLB portion of the Rule 5 draft, Mm -hmm. even if he is added to the Marlins AAA roster, which he most likely will be, meaning that he's no no longer eligible for the minor league portion about still an option for the MLB portion.
2: That makes perfect sense. That actually is the best explanation that I've heard. And if, uh, yeah, that, that makes, now I feel like I can speak on the subject. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good job, Maddie.
2: Are the, but they're normally on the same day. Is that what you're saying? They're normally on the same day. So they'd have to, teams would have to, do, okay. So there's a lot of action normally happening.
0: Yes. It's normally back-to-back. MLB first which, like we're saying, can see people from the AAA roster going to the MLB, or the ML, the minor league draft is initi- right after the MLB portion. So it's normally back-to-back, and you see a lot of movement on one day. This year, only the minor league portion. It's happening the day that this podcast releases. Tomorrow. Yeah, so December 8th. 2 p.m. is when the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft will take place. Brilliant.
1: Peter, you ran through some of like notable Rule 5 picks in the past. You said Clemente, Johan Santana. You well, m- Maddie mentioned some of those. Well, mm-hmm. last year, probably the best because of Padu, because of Whitlock. Mm-hmm. In the minor league portion, some notable picks. Justin Bohr in Ooh. 2013 went from the Cubs to the Marlins. Um, Omar Navarez, 2013, from the Rays to the White Sox. Tyler Gilbert, 2020, from Dodgers to Diamondbacks. He threw a no-hitter in um, his first start this season. So J.J. Cooper and Jeff Pontes at Baseball America wrote a really, really good article. We're also going to have a link to their full list of names. We're going to run you through the top eight names to keep an eye on in this Rule 5 draft. Um, But we're going to put the link to that article, which is super detailed. Um, and they add to it continuously. So it's nice because it's always updated. So um, shout out to them for the insight. So, Maddie, can you run through this first? part?
0: Yep. yep. So I don't think that we've mentioned it yet. But these triple A rosters, the 38 man triple A rosters, they are not public. So. I don't know, for whatever reason, it makes this much more difficult to talk about. The 38-man AAA rosters are set when the 40-man roster gets set, but we just can't see them. So we don't have a definitive list of these are the prospects that are available or are not available because they got added to the AAA roster. Mm. So there are prospects that, like I said, at Griffin Conine, that we can assume are going to be added to the Marlins AAA roster. He's the Marlins number 20 overall prospect. So, yeah, he's going to fit into the top 38 minor leaguers in the Marlins system. So, he'll probably get added. But we cannot say this with like absolute certainty. So, there are like a few examples of guys that probably will not be available because they're on that 38 man AAA roster but they are still names in the weird event that the teams decide not to protect them for some reason. There are some names that you can keep an eye on. And I just wanted to run through some of those examples before we dive into our top eight guys that you could actually legitimately see get taken in the minor league portion. Does all of that make sense?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So just real quickly, We've mentioned Griffin Conine. He was up in the home run race this year in the minors. We had talked about that a lot with MJ
1: Melendez.
0: Conine ended up finishing with 36 home runs in the minors this season. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. In 108 games.
0: Yeah. And I think the reason that he was kept off their 40 man is because in high A, he hit 247 with a 969 OPS. So... Not a super high average, but for somebody that hits with immense power, pretty valuable there. But once he was promoted to A, he played 42 games there and only hit 176 with a 689 OPS. And that's really where you saw M.J. Melendez take a big jump out in front of Conine in that Mm -hmm. uh, minor league home run race. So perhaps the Marlins are sitting there saying, yeah, we can't put him on the 40 man because he doesn't hit for a lot of average. Plus, he struck out 185 times in his total 108 games this season. So yeah, not, not super pretty. Um, so perhaps that's a reason that he's a guy that's on the AAA roster rather than the 40-man roster because the Marlins are sitting there saying no MLB team is going to take him in the MLB portion and they're going to be stuck with him on their 26-man roster all season when he's hitting 176 in AA. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. He's only 24 too. That's a pretty good pedigree. Yeah, no, it's time to grow and everything. Hence why he'll probably be on the Marlins' AAA roster come the minor league portion that's going to happen later uh, later today. But uh, it's just some other names. Josh Bro, he's the Yankees' number 18 prospect. The next name you're about to list is just so freaky to me. Go ahead.
1: B-R-E-A-U-X.
0: <laughs> yes, weird spelling. He's oh, got... That's
1: not weird. No. no, that's
0: that Louisiana spelling. But he has good power, and he has a very strong arm for a catcher. He's hit 100 miles per hour while he was pitching in college. Um, This season, uh, in High A and Double A, he's hit 249, 23 homers, including one three-home run game. Little bit high on the strikeouts, with 99, 26 walks, and an 801 OPS. Now, this one, this is weird. Scott Kingery, the Phillies did not protect um, on their forty man, so um, he's somebody that a ml like this is one of those that I could legitimately see just a Rule Five MLB portion of the draft him being taken and on a twenty six man roster. If 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 there's
2: any if there's ever a case for a change of scenery, you give this guy a guaranteed twenty something million dollars and he legitimately hasn't done anything since Uh, i remember the day that
1: he signed that contract and it was like the phillies did what
2: no one's (laughs) ever had
1: a major league at bat when he got his contract what was was it a 24 million 28 or
2: 24 or 22 or something like that it was yeah he still owed 14 yeah so career earnings under 7 million by the way just to let you know
0: Mm. so Scott Kingery, most likely not an option for the minor league portion of the draft, but if a team in the MLB portion, when that eventually occurs, want to pay him his $14.5 million over two years, that's a guy that can give you a lot of power and speed as long as he can stay healthy. It's a kind of a risk, but high reward as well. Yeah. Uh, last guy, which has gotten a lot of his name thrown around a lot, is Leonel Valera, Dodgers number 15 prospect. He's... Uh, Super high upside for the Dodgers. He hit 224 in high A season, which is not insane, but somebody that you could probably assume the Dodgers are going to protect. Otherwise, he could be scooped up by another team in the minor league portion. Wow. So hopefully that kind of separates the players that you're going to see protected versus Mm -hmm. now the guys that we're going to assume – are not going to be protected on that 38-man AAA roster. Therefore, we have a list of our top eight guys that we could legitimately see be taken in the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft.
1: I feel like Peter needs to start off with this guy.
0: Nolan
2: Hoffman from the Mariners is a right-handed sidearm leader. We're still around, guys. You can't get rid of the shit. Uh, 2018 fifth round draft pick from out of Seattle. I have Texas A&M, a ground ball pitcher, obviously. Effective against righties, obviously. Over three pro seasons, he's got a 2.88 lifetime ERA with 85 punches in 84.1 innings. 2.17 ERA in 24 low A games. A little bit higher in the high A games. So he'll figure it out, but uh, I like the arm slot. Low and lean, baby.
1: (laughs) All right, Jim Hagley for the Rays. He's a utility man. He's played every single position besides right field and catcher last season. Um he was drafted in 2016 in the 19th round out of Penn State. Um, over five pro seasons, he's hit 271 with a 728 OPS, but in 2021, he played in 94 games at the double A level. He hit 205 with 14 home runs. Uh Not a notable enough OPS. He had 18 stolen bases, though. 118 strikeouts to 24 blocks.
0: I think a lot, like a lot of these guys, you're going to see maybe 2021 wasn't their best season. But they've had it in the past. yeah, Right. Or maybe like certain numbers, like 118 Ks in 90 or so games, like that number sticks out a lot. So. I think the thought for a lot of these teams is, no, this guy doesn't have to be protected. Hopefully, other teams pass on him yeah. and we can get him back to what we think he can be in the upcoming yeah. season.
2: Again, it's a whole change of scenery thing because a new team is going to look at that and go, well, we can probably fix that. Whereas the old team's is going to go, well, we've done everything we can now. So yeah. let's, it's, it's time for him to go somewhere else. Okay. Number six, Ruben Garcia with the Tigers. He's a righty reliever, 2016, 14th round draft pick for the Orioles out of Eastern Florida State. Two pitch mix, 95 to 97, everybody. 95 to 97 fastball with a mid 80s slider. Fastballs a swing and miss pitch with a lot of arm side run, then vertical movement. And over the last five seasons, 3.96 ERA with 167 strikeouts and 134 innings. Another one of these big punchy guys. So 11.5 strikeouts per nine, which is pretty good. So Maddie, you're spot on with that. Go ahead, guys
1: Okay. Braden Webb with the Brewers. Love the, you guys can't see the PowerPoint that we're looking at, but love the uni on this. This is a good uni guy. It's yellow with royal blue. Um, he is a, Righty reliever with the Brewers. I think I said that he was drafted in 2016 and the third round out of South Carolina. Some SEC guys in here. Um, he had a good whiff rate this season in double A, 31.2%. Um, he has four pitches a mid 90s fastball, high 80s cutter, mid 80s changeup, and mid 70s curve. Um, changeup, 51.2% whiff rate. That's, that's pretty good. Over four pro seasons, 427 ERA, 346 strikeouts and 320 and two thirds innings pitched. But in 2021, going on with Maddie's, um, with Maddie's theory, he had a 459 ERA and 49 A innings pitched with 67 Ks. 30 walks as well. So he needs to work on command, but as Braden Webb for the Brewers.
2: Speaking of working on command, Kelsey, that's a lovely segue to my guy, Gabriel Rodriguez with the Los Bravos. He's a left-handed reliever. He's only 22 years old out of Puerto Rico. He's got a two-pitch mix also, fastball slider guy. Sits at 95. Huge vertical movement guy. Huge vertical movement guy. Let me run through some numbers for you. 16.5 strikeouts per nine innings but also 12.9 walks for nine innings and an 844 ERA in low A. But if you have a 19 inches of vertical movement on your fastball and you sit at 95 to 99, you're going to get another shot, especially as a left-handed reliever. So I think this kid's definitely going to get picked up.
1: Have you heard of him in the Braves organization? I've never heard that name. No. Turn around.
2: Yeah. Um, But... This could also be this is this is very similar to a lot of guys that are out there right now. This is the there's a lot of guys with big arms, big stuff that have just got to figure out a way to hone it all in. And they could be really, really good.
1: Yeah. Um, Devin Kahn for the Astros. So this is very pitcher heavy, which is normally what we see rule five draft more pitch heavy. This year, there was actually a lot of good position players and bats, but that's why there's so many pitchers on this list. Um, Devin Kahn with the Astros is a righty reliever. He was drafted in the 19th round in 2018 out of Nova Southeastern. It's a powerful name. Um, He's not high velo on any of his four pitches, but he has good movement that creates weak contact with his sinker and gutter. Um, In three pro seasons, 358 ERA, 130 and two thirds innings pitched with 134 strikeouts but in 2021 hi this is interesting pete and in high a this season he had a 491 era and 18 essentially 18 innings pitched with 22 strikeouts then he gets promoted to double a where he has a 267 era and 33 and two-thirds innings pitched. so he wow. actually did better after his promotion
2: mm. outstanding this is another interesting one alan winant he's a right reliever And then you're not going to hear this read out much. He has a high 80s, low 90s fastball Mm. with a heavy slider usage. So he's a bit of a a unicorn right now.
1: Mm. Um,
2: But in three pro seasons, he's got 2.64 ERA in 109 innings. And a 1.83 ERA in 19 innings in high A with 16 punch-outs. A 1.65 ERA in 27 AA innings with 29 strikeouts. And only 15 Ks across all 47 innings pitched with a 147 opponent's average. So this guy doesn't miss bats, but he keeps the ball off the middle of the barrel, which is effectively what I did my whole career. Mm. Weak contact, baby. Weak contact. Let's
1: go. Let's
2: go one time, Alan
1: yes nick hernandez for the astros which calls for a um i got this in the inaugural season of enron field in 2000 just so y'all know
2: my head movement was perfect to your whistle then by the way So if we need to make that into a meme, it's
1: great. (laughs) Sure, pumped for that. Um, He's Nick Hernandez with the Astros, righty reliever. He was drafted in 2016 in the eighth round out of the University of Houston. Very fitting. H-Town, Town, town, Clutch City, Space City, Bayou City, Home of the Purple Sprite City, where the stadium drops the top. Um, Four-pitch mix, heavy slider usage. He has a low 90s fastball, which rises. He has a sweeping curveball. Four pro seasons, 267 ERA and 127 innings pitched. He has 206 Ks in those innings. Um, he had really good numbers in 2021.
2: So hold on. He wasn't he he hasn't been picked up. He he wasn't protected, you said. This is the reason
0: why he's on this list. Wow. Now he could be on the AAA, A, but the, the article took into consideration the fact that these are the guys that probably are not going to be protected. Okay.
1: 167 ERA and 54 AA innings pitched this season. Um, He had 54, I mean, he had 68 Ks in those 54 innings. He got called up to triple A to finish the season, but only pitched in one game. But in that one game, two innings, no runs, no hits, but three walks. Um, And he had a 147 opponent average. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. Very good. So those are, the top eight guys that you should keep an eye on. We want to thank our dudes again, JJ Cooper and Jeff Montez. Do
2: you guys want to meet my oldest daughter, just real quick? She's an adult, so but don't be scared.
0: <gasps> Good morning. I have a, a dressing gown sash in my
1: hair. She's wearing so really Sorry gown sash. about that. That's right. Just, she that. works
2: at a fashion label. So she's Is trying that how things.
1: it curls?
2: Is that how it curls?
1: Yeah. Is that that Overnight. towel thing?
2: Is that
1: a cow thing?
2: Towel, towel, towel.
1: No, it's a. It's like a a dressing gown, sash, a so robe, you know, a robe,
2: oh, a right.
0: robe tie. Yeah. <laughs> we call it dressing
2: gown. Aussie lingo, dressing gown.
0: There we go. <laughs> and you like tie it and curl. There's a tutorial. I can shoot it for.
2: We'll you. send it to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it works a wow.
2: treat. I'll show you the curls in a second. Right. Oh my Can't gosh, wait. I just love, podcast, yeah. love to
1: see her Australian accent is beautiful it's almost British it sounds British to me
2: she's they said your accent's better than mine oh really yeah I don't even know how that works I,
1: I got it from you right <laughs> I also appreciate she was wearing a blazer at three fifty in the afternoon
2: it's uh 7 50 in the morning she's off to it work it is
1: 7 50 so that's even more impressive that she was wearing a blazer because it would be normal to be wearing a blazer at 3 50 in the afternoon why is mm. she wearing a blazer this early
2: because she's about to go to work oh hey, she's off to work at 8 30.
1: Well, do you know what you're getting there for Christmas yet?
2: Look, I've thought about dugout mugs a lot. Yeah. Honestly.
1: Well, this is my shot glass.
2: Is that a knob shot?
1: This is a knob shot. And oh, this God. is my I really want to get one of the metal mugs. But he was he really loves these for Christmas ideas because they're perfect for baseball fans. And all, all yeah. of his family are obviously big baseball fans. So you know we know you've heard of this. Um whether you've heard us talking about it or if you're a base, yes, queen, yes. She's showing her hair and it's phenomenal, beautiful. She's beautiful. Um, She's getting a dugout mug, but she can't hear me. So she doesn't know that. And she's going to be even more beautiful when she's holding her dugout mug. Um, So we know you've heard of it. If you don't have one yet, it's a seriously an awesome collection of products. For every single team, uh, you can get wooden or metal mugs, you can get wine glasses, you can get bottle openers, you can get shot glasses, all made from baseball bats. It's literally the perfect gift gift for the holidays for um, anyone. <laughs> so The metal mug is the one that I really want to get because it's the only metal, metal bat mug on the market. So that one is a super unique, um, gift and you want to grab these, I think might be the cheapest, this in the bottle opener, maybe. So you can grab a couple of these for like stocking stuffers. That's what I like to do. I just like load up on, I bought like a bunch of, uh, stocks today and then I like use those and that would be a good idea with these. Um, especially we could get some more farm to fame ones. Um, and they are still giving our fans 30% off site-wide. If you use the code John boy at dugoutmugs.com. So that's 30% off site-wide and they have over 18,000 five-star reviews. So this isn't just like a Joe Schmo company. This is a proven company who's been doing it for a long time and they're really good at what they do. It's a no doubter. So again, you can go to dugoutmugs.com and use the code John boy to get 30% off site-wide before they sell out. But one more name that's very interesting, but I have to go here soon. <laughs> One more name that's really interesting is Kyle, Kyler Murray. He is technically available. I'd take him. Odds are he he's quarter he's currently the quarterback for the Cardinals. So the odds are that they're going to sign him to a nine figure deal after his rookie contract ends in 2023. But regardless, he is available in the Rule Five Draft. Um, the Oakland A's drafted him the ninth overall pick, risky in 2018.
2: Sounds like the rookies.
1: But Russell Wilson paved the way. He was selected in the fourth round by the Rockies in 2010. He did actually play a little bit in the minor before being selected in the minor league portion of the 2013 Rule 5 draft by the Texas Rangers. And then in 2018, the Rangers traded his rights to the Yankees for future considerations. So he spent time in the Rangers and Yankees spring training. But what if Kyler Murray, just like, shows up.
2: I've had enough. I've had enough of football. It's just been, it's been 18 months. It's been great. Now I want to really go after my passion, which is baseball.
1: I want you to go after your passion, which is Aussie lingo. Bicky. Bicky. Um, Beer.
0: I'm going with a binky because it's so close. It is a biscuit. And a Biscuit. biscuit
2: over here is actually a cookie because we don't have biscuits. We call biscuits scones. And you guys call biscuits, biscuits.
1: I need you to start from the top. I need you to start from the top. What was the word?
2: It's called Bicky. Bicky. That's what we call our biscuits, which is what we would refer to as a cookie. So when you say Bicky asking for a cookie, it sounds better because you don't say Bicky asking for breakfast biscuit that you guys call biscuits in America. We don't call biscuits, biscuits over here. We call cookies, biscuits.
1: Oh, like chocolate chip cookies Correct. or biscuits.
2: It's biscuits, any kind of cookie.
1: So do you say chocolate chip biscuit?
2: No, we say bicky. Just give me a bicky.
1: I thought bicky was a biscuit. And biscuit a was a cookie.
2: Yes, bicky is a biscuit, but biscuit is a cookie.
0: So, so bicky is a cookie as well.
2: Correct. Because we call cookies biscuits over here. So we, yeah, so if I, want a,
1: if I want a chocolate chip cookie, I don't just want a general, I don't want it to be like,
2: whatever you can, cookie you can, you can I can specifically say chocolate ask for chip. chocolate chip biscuit Vicky, yeah or biscuit or bicky yeah. or okay. biscuit
1: you can, on this one, but you I can say
2: either that. one you can say whatever you want and I'll know what you're talking about
1: that's Aussie lingo I hope you're less confused um, than I am but there
2: will be a there will be a description uh in the there'll be an explanation <laughs> in the description
1: No, there will not, (laughs) unless Maddie gets really bored. Yeah, Um, We're locked out, baby, but we're going to, we're not locking you out of our love. Okay. So make sure you're sticking with us every Wednesday. Peter's coming to you early morning in Australia. Really appreciate you getting up early because Maddie was like, he asked me if I could do seven today. And I was like, no. Well, I've been trying. I just got back from Cincinnati yesterday and went straight to a Christmas party. So I am. Zoned. Um, but- I
2: don't know if you know this, but I just woke up and came on. So I didn't do any kind of preparations. I didn't shave. I didn't do anything. So this is me.
1: This is me. This is me. <laughs> um, okay. We love y'all. We're not locking you out of our farmers' love. So farm on, farm often. We'll see you next Wednesday and we'll discuss the minor league Rule 5 draft. Oof. love y'all fill bye. out the fill out the survey please john boy loves you oh, yeah. okay bye bye farm on farm often peace
0: ball and play 2 presented by draft kings is underway head over to our warehouse games channel to see all the action from ball and play Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code warehouse. That's promo code warehouse only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.